Hey there, Clicks fans. Hello and welcome to episode 38, Dial Atria Hero Clicks. I got the number right this time, Drew. Yeah. Right off the top. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me this week are the usual Austin Smith. Yeah, I'm here for once. Hey, guys. And the man who works more beaver than a Canadian taxidermist, Mr. Drew Allerson. How we doing? Today we will have another kind of abbreviated show. We're going to have a main topic talking about um, OP events and just kind of discussing amongst ourselves our opinions on do we prefer um, events that are booster focused like at Fear Itself or War of the Light coming up or do we like the competitive um, build your own type events like No Man's Land and kind of like AVX or talking about the starter set too because AVX kind of brought something new with the whole starter system. So we'll, we'll kind of be discussing all that as well as spoiling for you the AVX month four dials and then um, going through the news that we had this week too which there wasn't a whole lot of but let's get into news first actually and let's start by saying I know Austin's real surprised I was totally baffled by but there's guys. yet another WizKids delay on a set coming out I know guys I mean like this is like heartbreaking and this happens like never I mean, like, in the history of WizKids, I don't think we've ever heard of a delay on one Laying of on the sarcasm pretty hot and heavy today there, champ, huh? So what, what got delayed, Austin? Um, Deadpool got delayed for one, and it's Fast Forces. Um, Star Trek Attack Wing's OP kit got delayed, which a lot of people were pretty PO'd about. Um, I think that's everything, isn't it? So did the OP kit and the set get delayed for Star Trek, or was it No, just... Star Trek just had an OP kit coming. Mm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so they, they delayed that. So, so a lot of people were mad because stores planned specifically around those kids. Let's see. Deadpool Gravity Feed was supposed to be out. Um, well, it doesn't say when they're supposed to be out, but it will now be out April the 30th. Um, the regular set, the Fast Forces, and the OP kit will now not be out until May 14th. So a full two week, you'll have a full two weeks before the gravi- uh, from the Gravity Feed to the main set. Um, which is what they did with Slosh this time around, too. And then Star Trek Attack Wing will be... OP kit delay will be delayed until May 28th. That's a long way away from now. Um, as far as official click spoilers, we did have the other Wolverine from Days of Future Past. And if you guys remember back, we had a really good Wolverine spoiled, the 130.1. And this is another pretty solid... Um, Wolverine. This is one of the more expensive Wolverines I've ever seen. 156 points. Yeah. But his dial is pretty good. Um, he has Indom. Other than that, he has standard symbols. No range or anything, of course. Uh, traded modify his attack and defense plus one for each adjacent opposing characters. Now that's really nice, especially because he has charge. And combat reflexes. Um uh, does, yeah, he does in the in the later dial. Oh, he has a I don't think he reflex. has it at the same time though. Yeah. Uh, well, his trait that'll be kicking in twenty four seven. So yeah, there there will be times where you'll oh, be getting yeah. the trait and you'll be getting reflexes. So yeah, it looks like on those clicks he'll go up to a nineteen and then maybe even a twenty on click number six. Now the cool thing about his dial is if you look, he has eight clicks. Every even numbered click has a special movement power at the beginning of your turn heal him of one damage and that's not optional either it just says at the beginning heal him so he's got longevity he has precision strike for the first three clicks with a special damage he actually has no blades for the first three clicks precision strike and a special damage power when he's adjacent to an opposing character so there's another thing for him that triggers by being next to each other 
When he's adjacent, his powers and abilities cannot be countered or ignored. Mm. When he is adjacent to more than one opposing character, lines of fire drawn from opposing characters to Wolverine are blocked. So then you can't even perp, prob, sharpshoot, anything like that whenever he's uh, next to more than one person. So he's going to be your your melee slash tank almost with having yeah. with having eight clicks plus healing and then um especially if you, can, if you can give him some form of steel energy also i'd like to point out he's the first click i think <laughs> i've seen in a long time that has a four damage blades down dial he does yeah he does have a click of four damage with blades um he like i said he alternates between charge and the special the special healing thing then late dial he gets he loses precision strike for the last four clicks and he gains blades and battle fury so pretty solid dial overall um he also yeah. has one kind of random click of regen so if you hit him onto his seventh or his eighth he'll have a chance of regen because if you hit him on the eighth he'll heal back to the regen and then so if you can give this guy anger hammer he's never going to die even without it in a no resource game he's never going to die 156 points is still a lot of points though you know yeah i mean like he's good but he's eight clicks 156 points has a heal on four of his clicks, um, and only one click a region, and it's not his final click, it's the click before last. But like I said, it... it <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's... He'll yeah, heal on to it. it. Um, and if you think about it, since he is always going to be melee anyways, he has no range, um, he'll basically always be a 12 attack. Yeah. Or even a 13 if he's next to more than one person. Yeah. Could be a 14, depending on how ballsy you want I tell get. you what I really would like, though, and what would make him worth his points in my mind is give him a special dam- uh, attack power on those first three clicks. Give him precision strike and blades. Yeah. Don't rob Wolverine of blades, especially with only having a three damage top dial. But pretty much worth his points, but nothing exceptional. I kind of still like the 130 point Wolverine from the same set a little better. Yeah. And looks like he's number 19, so he'll, he'll most likely be a rare for this set. He is. Um... We'll save that until a little later. We'll save that until a little later. Another official spoiler is Cannon Soldier. You want to talk about him, Austin? Okay. So Cannon Soldier is 95 points. Um, He has 7 range, no combat symbols. He opens with a 10 movement running shot, 10 special attack, 17 toughness, 3 damage. His special attack ability is basically the core of the figure, and it goes down his whole dial. Cannon Soldier can use Telekinesis, but may only place adjacent friendly characters. When it does, its line of fire isn't blocked by the placed characters. And after actions resolve, it may make a ranged combat attack as a free action, with an area of effect targeting all opposing characters adjacent to the placed character. Hit characters are dealt 2 damage. Hmm. So, he's got a really cool TK where you literally just shoot somebody and they kind of quake when they hit the ground, except without knockback, kind of. Um, I, I really like that. And then, of course, he can crit and get three damage out of it. That's pretty cool. So He's an expensive TKer, but that that's a cool idea, though, that you can effectively... Yeah. TK pull. somebody up, have them quake bomb, basically, from there. And then, then they're still going to get to do something. You yeah, know, and I mean, like, if you have a way to give this guy something like a Precision Strike or something, that, that's even better. I think he'll be pretty good in Yu-Gi-Oh! only. I agree. Um, I think he's a little expensive for non-Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, for non-Yu-Gi-Oh, he's a little bit. 95 points is, is a whole lot. I love what these Yu-Gi-Oh pieces were always like, yeah, he's going to be good in Yu-Gi-Oh only. We're going to get to Yu-Gi-Oh, and like, every piece is going to be like... T- 
Off topic. So after reading through the Yu-Gi-Oh! scenario rules, I realized that the morphing jar that makes you place stuff in each other's starting it's area yeah. is ridiculous. That's why he was so awesome. I didn't realize, like, because we didn't know the scenario rules when we spoiled them originally. Oh man, the fact that once you get over there, you can start smashing their life points. When Drew loaned me the Yu-Gi-Oh! starter and I was doing the video review for it, and I was reading the scenario rules... I was reading the scenario rules, and I saw that when they're in your um, uh, opponent's starting area, you direct, you attack directly. I was like, "Holy shit!" Morphing jar is so broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it puts you in sudden death. That hit me as soon as I read it. Your opponent has to trigger it though. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about something else while we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. And let's talk about why the fact that. The rules arbitrators have for now agreed that Spell and Trap from Yu-Gi-Oh! will not be allowed in official Golden Age WizKids games. Even though they only work on Yu-Gi-Oh! symbol figures to begin with. Yeah, so again, we've talked about Spell and Traps before. If you guys aren't familiar with them, there are some Yu-Gi-Oh! figures, not all, that we've seen like, what, less than five, five or less so far. Mm-hmm. That actually has spill and traps, including, and then one in the starter set. Um, you can either play the character, and then when he dies, you get to the spell or trap, which is basically what sw- you switch clicks the character off. You turn it to a specific click, and then you place the the dial face down on the character card, and then they do special effects when certain things happen. Um, or you can just pay the five points or the eight points or however many the, how much the spell or trap costs, and you can start it on the card of another figure and then trigger from there. The thing is, though, you can only play spell and traps on other Yu-Gi-Oh characters' cards, so you can't take a trap that triggers something broken and then combo it with something else that's a broken figure in Silver Age. Yeah. It has to go on a Yu-Gi-Oh piece. Um, also. The spell and traps and their mechanics, how they work, um, how they work in general, spell and traps, that's all on the card. And it's also on the dial. And that's what upsets me about this this ruling is that they're saying because it's in the scenario, because it's one of the things listed on the Yu-Gi-Oh! scenario rules, which are in the Yu-Gi-Oh! starter set, because spell and trap is listed there, that it's only supposed to be for Yu-Gi-Oh! scenarios. But I argue... If it's on the card. If it's on the card, the card explains how to use it, then why why are, why would it only be intended for use in Yu-Gi-Oh! scenarios? And this this honestly made me cut back. Um, it made me cut back from a case to a brick. Uh, one of the reasons I was picking up a case was because I wanted to get duplicates of a lot of those traps and spells that are at common and uncommon because they're really good and they're useful and they're, they're fun little things that you can play and... Really, all these pieces we talked about from Yu-Gi-Oh! where we're like, eh, they're a little expensive. Throwing that extra, like, four-point trap on them because they have that Yu-Gi-Oh! symbol might make them playable in Silver or Golden Age. And with that change, it's just kind of like, eh. Well, I only know, including you, four peep, four, three other people that were planning on Yu-Gi-Oh! And all four of you have said, now with this announcement, I'm either not getting any or have, like you, have cut in half. Of what you're going to intentionally get, and Whiskids really knows how to shoot themselves in the fucking foot. When it comes I was about to, to sell this stuff. They really do. Uh, but I just think that's stupid. I expect that to change. Just like the epic actions. The thing about epic actions, what I was saying though, 
it's not li- it's not listed as easily and as obviously as spell and traps are. Like it's you're comparing apples to oranges here. Well, it's on the top of the card, but what that specific thing is. But the epic action. Oh yeah, the rules for them. Yeah, yeah, is not on the card yeah. like it is for spell and trap. And they didn't designate epic games in the actual rulebook rulebook. They designated them in scenario rules for Lord of the Rings for this time. But yeah, Epic Actions eventually did get turned into normal Silver Golden Age, so we're hopeful. This is far more obvious that it should be in the game more than Epic Actions in my mind. It'd so. be like saying that you couldn't fuse in a normal game. What is the difference between me using that and me using a trait? Or me using any a, a special power that you can only tell how it works on my card? It's the same thing. Anyway, so let's not get into a big rant about it. Because <laughs> I'm about to... Kill somebody. Um, Good thing Drew's sitting closer to you this time. Phoenix Buster. Right, so let's spoil the AVX Month 4 kit. And luckily, Phil um, got a hold of all of this, and uh, Phil and Austin con- conglomerated to conglomerated. <laughs> to spoil the AVX Month 4 kit on uh, HDMI. It was only because Phil couldn't figure out how to post the picture. So if you guys, if you guys saw the dial spool, spoiled on HD Realms for Month 4 AVX, you can thank uh, Austin and uh, Phil. Thank Phil specifically. I just posted the pictures damage here. So we have Dark Phoenix Cyclops. This is the Colossal. This is the, the prize. He does have Power Cosmic team ability as well as X-Men, so your little X-Men will be able to heal him up. He's got three point options, 1,000, 750, 300. He ignores blocking on line of fire. He destroys it. He destroys it. Um, he has two traits. One of them he only he won't get if you play him at 300. He can use multi-attack. When he does and makes two attacks, the second attack is penetrating. That is Jesus sick. Jesus Christ. Because... Let's see, would, that, would that work if you used, like, Pensai for the first one? That's what I was going to... Yeah, there's no reason it wouldn't. Because it just says within a... Yeah, it, it just says it deals penetrating damage. That's what I was thinking in my head. So you could open so, yeah. with a pulse wave and then follow with a freaking blast. Yeah, for just a regular shot. Or follow up with the RCE. Yeah. And pump it both in damage and you're doing penetrating. Oh, uh, the other trait he'll get on any point value, when he KOs another character with an attack... Remove an action token from him after action resolve. That's what's going to make him sick at a thousand points at colossal battles. Um, top dial hypersonic. Let me pull up the dials too. I thought I already had them pulled up here. Technical difficulties, everyone. We'll be with you shortly. This is. Okay, it's not all on the same thing. Uh, hypersonic, running shot, phasing are his movement powers. He has special attack power. He gets mid-dial. He can use energy explosion and pulse wave. When he uses pulse wave and there's more than one character in the AoE, his damage value becomes 7 minus his click number at a minimum of 2. So the least he's going to do is 2 to everybody in the pulse wave, which is good enough. Hey, Hunter, it doesn't say it locks. What do you mean? It just says his damage value becomes 7 minus his click. Click number minimum. Minimum 2. It doesn't say lock. They need to clear clean That's that gonna wording. That's going to be cleaned up. Yeah, they need to clean that wording up. So what this means is on top click, he's basically doing a 6 damage pulse wave. Because it'll be minus 1. 
So Correct. he'll be doing a six damage pulse wave to multiple targets. Yeah, at top click. Well, I don't think he has it at top click. We're going to pull it up here because no, he, he gets precision see. strike first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So they at least use their brains a little bit. <laughs> um, and then he, he gets a special damage power late dial, too. When this click is revealed, stop turning the dial. Dark Phoenix cannot use multi-attack. And if he has already taken damage this turn, he can't be dealt damage again. So you can't kill him. Now, that doesn't say it can't be ignored. So yeah. you could still pulse wave him after that. But other than that, you are, you're not going to be able to kill him very easily all on one turn. It's a stop click that really, truly is a stop click. Oh, yeah, it stops the turn. Um, dials and cards. Actually, that is all that. No, the uh, dial was actually posted separately. We. Uh... I don't see it on here. Let me dig it up real quick. Do, 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 do. We need a little theme to play when we're trying to find stuff. Preferably not circus theme. Oh, got it here. I'm faster than you, son. I have a phone. I want to hear your <laughs> lame excuses. So, <laughs> also, as I said on the pulse wave, <laughs> as I said on the pulse wave, he has energy explosion. He has three bolts, nine range with that. So, yeah, it looks like no matter what point value you start him at, except for 300. At 300, he does start with the pulse wave, the special pulse wave energy explosion and prob control. Whoa, wait, wait. You can pulse wave and then energy explosion off the pulse wave? Yeah, you can. Oh, shit. Yeah. All adjacent people would take three from the three bolts. Yep. Uh, and then if they're within the pulse wave, they wouldn't have any kind of... Correct. They would no. They would oh, take. They would the be pulse. part of the target of the attack, so they wouldn't. Right. Be. Okay. Yeah, and then anybody adjacent would. Take okay, them. that's all. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, driven to change the yeah. So we already talked about their two traits. As far as damage power, they always either they almost always have either prob or outwit, which is stupid. And then they get that special stop click. And on that special stop click, uh, they have regen as well. So at one thousand points, you're looking at six. I say they. It's just cyclops. Six nine. 12, 14, 17, 18. It's 22 clicks. 23 clicks. Well, the 2 by 2s are 25 clicks long. 3 KOs would be 22 clicks. You miscounted, son. 6, 8, 14, 17, 20, 23. 23. Weird. Okay, then they actually added a KO click when they wrote it up. Yeah, 23 clicks. Um, I'm sorry, Hunter. That's all right. So, 23... I, I like him at 300, to be honest. And, and oh, that's yeah. one thing I like about Colossals. You're going to lose multi-attack, but you're still going to remove tokens whenever you KO. And you're still a 9-range triple bolt power cosmic X-Men. With running shot. Yeah. And doing the special pulse wave that hits that hard, like... Well, hell, even if you just wanted to do normal attack for 5 damage with a triple bolt energy explosion... With prop control on yeah. and impervious and special, you know. I, I like it. Um, I do, too. I think he's very playable at all point values. Um, especially, like, you could throw a 300-point version of him on, like, a Phoenix 5 team, and it'd be great. Yeah, he does have Phoenix Force keyword, Cosmic, and uh, X-Men. Yep. And then we have... Gobot Iron Man. The ugliest hero click. Can we agree to this? Yeah. Is there, is there a sculpt that's uglier than this? I don't know. I've seen some ugly ass You know, I, I thought know Iron Engine was going to be pretty bad, okay. but once I saw it, it was pretty good. Think about how big the the figure, the sculpt is for Phoenix of Iron Man, though. We, we Think all... Think of how much detail it could have been is in this Is this what thing. it even looks like in the comics? It is. It's pretty damn blocky in the comics. Uh, There's a reason that I never said Phoenix Buster Iron Man was on the list of Iron Man armor suits I wanted to see. <laughs> this... <laughs> 
This looks like... He should have been a 2x2. Two two. They should have done a 2x2. Two two well, he is a peanut. I know. They should have just done a 2x2 two two and given him a little more skull. He looks like... Man... This guy's going to be like two times bigger than Validus, and he's just going to be knocked all over the place like a bitch. You could convert him into a Megas XLR clip pretty easily. Phoenix Buster uh, Iron Man has armor, Avengers, and scientists. He has he's 175 points with flight and um. Let's pull up the rest of this thing here. Dial coded, flight and indom and giant size as well. He is seven clicks long, and he also starts out with running shot pulse wave, not a special one, just running shot pulse wave. And five damage. And uh, yeah, five damage, and then he has special trait. His attacks deal penetrating damage if the character is assigned a relic or resource, or possesses giant size, colossal, power cosmic, team ability, cosmic, or phoenix force keyword, or the word phoenix in its name as a separate word. They were trying to cover every single phoenix ever printed with this thing. Now that's phoenix as a separate word, so if you play a character just named phoenix... Is there anyone without phoenix that would get screwed over by this? No, not really. Yeah, it's, I, this piece is pretty good. I mean, he is going to do it against Giants in. He's got a 15 range, 5 damage strike that deals penetrating against a good chunk of figures. Gigantas. Man, I really love this Ellie Thor that I got from Feared Self. Guess what? I just hit him for 5, and then I'm going to hit him for a 5 oh, again Henry. next turn. Hunter, what's that? The Avengers keyword? What's a nice little, like, 50, 70 point figure that makes all Avengers stealthed? That'd be pretty easy to do with a peanut base. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> oh, wait, what's that? He can see over her anyway, so you just put her in front, give her perplex. She shield, she shield bumps him. To six. To six. Perplexes his damage to seven. Um, and then, of course, he's also armor, so you could use uh, ex- the extremist Tony Stark to mind control to get multi shots. Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> I do too. He's I love great. his style. I hate his you know sculpt. What? I, I'm just going to bust this sculpt off. I'm going to get two of them and break it off and I'll figure something else out. Because this guy's ugly as shit. Just glue like Iron Man 3 Tony Stark on like this. So he's shooting a 10 range beam across he the He just way. looks like a fucking you know, failed Transformer. The clear plastic fire at the bottom actually looks pretty good. Yeah. If you look at it. Yeah, it looks so good. It's completely jarring at the fact you have to look at this completely. And then he uh, has the always useful Avengers team ability. Oh, yeah. Um, especially always. when you have a 175-point piece. Yeah, especially team. when he calls 175. He gets now, some... the, we should say the um, Cyclops looks a little different than the original The spoiler. original one. I actually like it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I do kind of like it. They did a pretty good job with the clear plastic on that one, too. I, for one, like White Nightwing. Where he's got the big white like raven on his chest. He looks like Striker from uh, Avengers Academy. I thought you were going to say Mortal Kombat. I was going to get really excited. Mortal Kombat. I don't know, bro. One of these days. All right. Then, then I can do Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. So speaking of AVX, let's move. Use that as a segue into our main topic. Oh, so, so sad. You know Striker didn't have today? a backwards cap Harry, in game. Harry had a segue as an object that he won from the RFC stuff, and he hit people. I think I it. have one too. <laughs> um, no, I picked the flying cow. Um, <laughs> So, today's main topic is is more of just a discussion, really. It's our opinion 
on pros and cons and what we each individually like in ROP events. So we've seen Infinity Gauntlet and No Man's Land where you each time you show up, you get a piece for your resource. But other than that, it's competitive. And it's just whatever the judge decides to do. Now, most judges would do a cosmic event, or for No Man's Land, we would do, you know, Gotham City events most of the time. But I mean, you're free no to Man's do whatever Land. you want. Yeah, but but you're free to do whatever you want. There's no starter set you have to purchase, like there is for AVX. And there's no boosters that you have to purchase, like you do for Fear Itself and War of the Light, which is coming up. So that's one thing. Then the slight variation on that is AVX, where... You have to pay $40 for a starter kit. Albeit it will come with a team base at the end. And then you have... And then you... Other than that, you're going pretty much the... Well, your participation is the stuff that goes on the team. The no man's land, right. And your petition and patient your prizes. Resource. And your resource. So it's basically no man's land with a starter that you have to... With an extra 40 With bucks. the team base and participation stuff, yeah. So that's option number two. And then the last option is the booster route, which we just did with Fear Itself and what we will be doing with War of the Light. So first let's talk about that, then we'll talk about the four month versus six month. Personally, I like No Man's Land and Infinity Gauntlet better. Yeah. I like I, I guess I do like the booster events too, but it does get a little expensive. Yeah. By the end of it, having to buy that many boosters. Now Fear itself, we got tired of it, but the good thing about Word Light is it'll be two, di- yeah, you know, two different sets. The set's way too big, first of all, so it's going to be incredibly hard to collect it. Yeah, but even with Fear itself, though, like I can say, like I I played like Heimdall or Iron Fist, at least one of those two, like every single month. But at the same time, though, my teams are also still constructed pretty differently, and I add different poles every single time. Yeah, which was nice because it did add some variance. My issue with, well. I guess we'll get into that when we talk about non-booster events, but, like, I like the variants of booster events. Even though it does have a cost, it's also nice and exciting every week to go out there, open your boosters, see what you get. Even if you don't do well, oh, I pulled some cool stuff in boosters. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, boosters are my favorite. I still like the... And I like sealed way too much. I do, I do enjoy sealed, I will say that. But I do like the... Um, I like the competitive. I like the AVX do-your-own-build-rules thing. The only bad thing is, and we were talking about this today, I don't like how most venues do Avengers only or X-Men only. And, And I'm guilty of this at my own venue. Because the thing is, with AVX, with with ours... We have four months, and when I look at the four events that I created, they are pretty different from each other as far as build stuff. The problem is, they're all you have to play either Avengers or X Men. Well, that seems fine, but the thing is, people play at multiple venues, ourselves included. So when we're doing this all the time for us, and then we're doing this all the time for GP, now it's what month three now for us, and we're getting really, really burned out yeah, on Avengers so and burned out on X Men. So really, I should have opened up the event, the the build. What's the word I'm looking for? Limitations, I guess. I should have opened 
I should have opened that up a lot earlier than I did. So, oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So I should have opened up the floodgates a little bit more on the on the limitations. That way people won't get burned out from only playing Avengers or only playing X-Men. Because a lot of people, Austin included, brought up, like, I'm getting so tired of playing against these same AVX pieces. And I am too. And it's, it's not just the AVX starter pieces either. It's just like... When someone says build an Avengers team, there is a specific list of pieces that are power pieces for Avengers teams. So you know what you go up against every freaking game? Uh, at least one of those pieces, and it's the same thing with X-Men. I kind of wish more so, like, this isn't a hit at you or Phil or anyone else around here, but, like, next time we do an OP event, I would like to do... Well, we did one sealed, which I did like, but uh, um, I would like to see some, like, more comic event kind of things where, like, you take a specific event... From, like a sub-event from that event and try to make us play around it a little more. Well, like I was saying, the thing is, when I look at our four and I look at the build rules, it is pretty different. Like, first one, we did starter only. Everything had to be out of your starter. Second one, we did hybrid of starter and booster, which is really different. Third one, I did a competitive format, but with modern. And then the fourth one, I did it with Silver Age. But the thing is... That seems very different when you look at just those four, but then when you throw in GP or other play, you know, plug in the names here for your local venue out there, podcast listeners. If you're playing at multiple places, if you're lucky enough, because we can't, we're sitting here complaining, but we're happy that we have multiple venues oh, yeah. to play at, because we know yeah. that not everybody does. But the thing is, whenever another place is doing the exact same thing as I'm doing, then it gets to be a problem. So what I have to do is take into account other places and and taking those things into account so that's why on month four i've opened ours up a little bit i've made it any marvel keyword theme team it doesn't have to be avengers or x-men so people can bring their whatever the heck they want their hand teams or whatever and mix things up a bit you're not going to play against um magneto from avx every you know every round because he gets played all the time so I think that'll open it up. And I just wish I would have opened it up sooner because we are getting burned out. Yeah. And like I said, even though your venues things are a little different than each other, when you combine event, uh, venues together and people play multiple places, it just gets so old. And it's like I have I skipped last, last week's AVX because I was burned out on it and my scores weren't too well up at Dugout. It's just like I'm so tired of... Phoenix 5 characters being set across the table. I'm so tired of Magneto. I'm so tired. And this is where, you know, um, the sealed events are good. I yeah, mean, that's why I like the sealed better. You do get a little bit of, you know, burned out. But War of the Light's going to, you know, fix that. You get variants on the figures yeah. you come across, too. The only thing I don't like is the way they're allocating product, and I'm kind of worried about it. But, like, the other thing I do like about sealed, though, is it's also a great equalizer. Whereas it's not who has what collection or who has what expensive figures or whatever like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's straight out. Everyone comes in, they open two boosters. There's a little bit of luck factor to what you pull. But at the same time, if the set's built well, like Fear Itself was, you could pull a win out of a good team of common figures. I mean, like Valkyrie, Iron Fist, uh, Heimdall was an uncommon. You had a lot of great common figures in that set that people played to get Did you just leave out my man tier? Oh, yeah. T- Tears like a rare, though, isn't he? I'm going to kill him, too. No, he's uncommon. Oh, wow, really? He might even be in the common, actually. No, I think about it. But it's just like, it's a great equalizer. Everyone comes in, and it's all about 
it, it's a bit of you're building a team on the fly, and it tests your skills of team building yeah. as well as your skills of gameplay, which is what I, I prefer it for. Because I feel like even if I'm behind on the months and stuff, I can just come in, chill, open my boosters, and go at it. Yeah, I do. I honestly do really enjoy the the booster events, but the thing was on Fear itself, it was six months after six months. It was six months at multiple venues with the same exact boosters. I think World Delight being six, it it will also be six months, but with the different boosters, and if people seem to get burned out on it. And then I'll switch stuff up. Maybe we, you know, do, do a constructed in the middle. We or do something. constructed, but you buy boosters, you know, just to support the venue or whatever, but to help pay for the OP kits and yeah. stuff. But we'll figure something out. But and I do three three would be perfect. Like I feel like that's the sweet spot. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if anything, that's more lenient towards um, no burnout than it is. Like I feel like even like four two would have been fine. I like the four month compared to the six month. I think everybody kind of does. I, I I I'm hit or miss. I like four month, but at the same time, I feel like if like I have to miss a four month event, like I feel like I'm ruined. Whereas in a six month, there's still a chance for me to come back from that. Whereas in a four month, it feels like my mistakes are much heavier, and it's less about consistency and more about specific situations. That's kind of what makes it more fun, though, too, because it's like. You can, even if you're not that far, but, like, it's month three. You didn't do well the first two events, but you come out and you kick ass and you win month three. Now, all of a sudden, you're in the running to actually get a Cyclops, yeah, you know. True. It's kind of like your your decisions are weighted more. There's more pressure, I feel like. I mean, that's, in my mind, that's a good thing, but in your in your mind, it's not. And that's just a preference. Yeah. You know, that's just a... I just like, I like consistency where like over the course of six months, if I play consistently well, as opposed to whether I did terrible or whether I did amazing like a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to War of the Light. I'm looking I'm forward really to, looking forward and, to. <laughs> and we will know more about what we like after War of the Light, because here's the thing. If we still get burnt out on War of the Light, then, it, then the answer is I definitely don't like booster events more, because... That's my only gripe with Fear Itself is I got so burned out and I just rather yeah. would rather do competitive stuff. And if we still get burned out on War of the Light, even with two different you know boosters and combining them on the last two months and all that stuff, if we still get burned out on that, then there's a problem there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love booster events. I'm really excited. I love War of the Light's like, premise, like everything that's in it. Um, and I feel like the two booster thing was a, it's a really great way to go about this. As long as they print enough figures for everybody and they get the OP kits in on time, which they've been really screwy about the last two events. They're yeah. also allocating, which is horrible, as Drew brought up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, hopefully, I don't think our venues will have a huge problem here locally for us, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who get screwed whenever things get allocated, so... We're thinking about you. We are in our prayers. You're we in hope, our hearts. <laughs> you're in our prayers. We hope you don't get screwed by the allocations. Are we going to get like a bunch of famous singers to sing a nice little charity song <laughs> we, in their we, honor? We, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we yeah. can clicks the world. Violate <laughs> 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 uh, for your clicks does not make light of real world situations. 
Now, as far as Phoenix Force and our resources, do we want to keep seeing resources in our events? Do we expect to keep seeing resources? Because I certainly do. I think if WizKids locks in the rotation system at every two years, and they don't, even if they sped it up, but as long as they don't slow it down past there, and they try to set a good day like July, where like it's going to start at the beginning of War of the Light, um, I think I'm fine with it. Because... Then we will have, what is it, four resources in? We'll have Belt, belt Power Plant, Phoenix Force, and Book after Infinity Gauntlet rotates out, which will be around when we're like... Technically, starts. you still have Gauntlet, or uh, Penguin. Oh, yeah, and Penguin. And um, isn't there there's something else we're forgetting, too? Um, it, anyways. Um, but, I mean, like I think four resources is a sweet spot. Back it cave. provides It provides... Batcave. Oh, and Batcave. Yeah. Uh, I think the four core resources, I should say, is the sweet spot for me. I like having one that's kind of... I like having utility built. I, uh, I mean, like how, like, when I'm building my team, there's a good selection from stuff yeah, to accent. I don't really think Gauntlet takes that over the edge, though, is the thing. Like, well, Gauntlet rotates Well, he's down. saying because it's going to rotate yeah. with modern, so we want to worry about it, but... I, I know, but I'm just saying, at like... Five. I'm just saying, like, Gauntlet isn't the, like the big hitter anymore. It's not... Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping issue. power creep kind of dies down a little bit too because there has been a little bit of that. I think there. you expect to keep seeing resources. I think they know that people like them and for the fun. most part. They're fun. Like, I mean. It works perfectly for their system of OP kit of every month you're going to get another little piece for your thing. Yep. It promotes you to keep coming so that you get that next piece and it's not incomplete. I think we, they continue to do that for as long as they can stretch this out. They're going to milk it for all it's worth. And if you think about it for the mechanics, it's good. It wasn't that great at first, especially pre-watch list. Because it was just Gauntlet. <laughs> well, I mean, pre-watch list when the belt was even better. And you just had belt or Gauntlet, and people didn't want to run those, didn't like how they played or whatever. Didn't want to play them with certain figures, like didn't want to play a belt on somebody who's not Batman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now that I think it's going to be better. I think you're going to have less people bitching and moaning on forums. Oh, I hate resources. Get over it. Accept it as part of the game. Move on. You know, there's how many? There's going to be how many a year from now? How many resources? There's going to be like nine resources to choose from. Yeah. In modern age, find one you like. There's going to be one themed for each character. Oh, I'm playing Batgirl and Night, Nightwing and some other people. Okay, play Utility Belt if you really want to stick to your comic accuracy, if that's your beef. I'm playing Justice League. I'm going to play the Watchtower. Yeah, I, I, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, There's going to be something for everything. And, and that's what I like is I want... And the thing is, the Phoenix Force really brought that out. I think the Phoenix Force has shown that they can build really flavorful resources, too. Like, Gauntlet was kind of flavorful, but it was like just a stat stick where it's just like, oh, you can use some gems and not others. Um, Utility Belt was pretty flavorful for the objects and all that stuff on it and the attachments. And then um, Book of Skulls was pretty cool, but the Phoenix Force, I feel like, really captured the idea of I have five Phoenix-powered individuals, and each one that falls, the rest get more powerful. And it's really cool. It's an interesting dial setup the way they did it. And it's a fun game mechanic, and it honestly, the Phoenix Force didn't really go over the top like I thought it was going to. I was really afraid of it. It's still really good. It's it good, good, but it's it's not as broken as I thought it would be. And I'm I'm kind of happy. I'm excited to see like what they do with the Green Lantern power battery. Like what mechanics are they going to do with it that are new or interesting that I'm going to want to bring to my teams over like a Book of the Skulls or something else. All right, so I'm going to step back, let the man himself, Drew Alderson. Hi, that's me. <laughs> Get into some 
Drew Silver Age Corner of Values. What's your topic today, Drew? Well, Hunter's... Hunter's... Let the man have his microphone while I make this phone call for work. Austin. Yeah, buddy. I'm here for you, Trister. Who would you say is your most... Who, who's the most popular arachnid-centered character? Tarantula. Tarantula. I will call bullshit. Really? And say, it's Spider-Man. No, you, I know what you're saying. Drew. 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 Yeah, I left his chips over here. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Austin is now <laughs> stealing Hunter's chips and queso. Only a bastard would do such a thing, but that's awesome. I will be a bastard for free queso. Anyway, continue. I offered you free case. You know, while he's out of the room, we should start the podcast about something. Let's talk about Mage Knight, Drew. <laughs> God, no. Anyway, let's go on All Spider-Man. right, Spider-Man. Anyway. What if I told you, for 50 points, you can have a Spider-Man on a lamppost? What if I told you for 50 points, you can have as many clicks as the 150-point AVX Spider-Man? Or, uh, Iron Man. You know how mad I am? Get off my chips, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we made, I made a comment about leaving your chips behind. Anyway, we, we were just talking about everyone's favorite arachnid, arachnid tarantula. Arachnid tarantula. So have you actually talked about the Spider-Man yet? About the dial? Spoilers. Come uh, on, man. Our piece in the value corner of value this week is, uh, it is uh, Secret Invasion Spider-Man. The common. I think there might be another one in the set. Is there? Yeah, there's a. No, no, not not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not in secret invasion. Okay, so you got your secret invasion spider man. Now this this son of a bitch is hanging on a light post. Like I said, he's a, he's so, a, lovingly known by most people as lamp post Spidey. Until they released a chase. Austin is picking up chips from Hunter's lap. Right. <laughs> Shut up and continue with the piece. I'm eating queso. Okay, so for 50 points, you get Leap Climb, you get Flurry, and you get Super Senses with a 3 damage. And I know what you're thinking. Man, this guy's probably got like a 9 attack value. Nope, 10. You got 10. If only there were some resource that weren't friggin' nuts on her that you could put like a hammer that gave him charge on. Well, here's what I like about the before AVX, this was yeah. I think this was the best Spider Man in the game and he was always my favorite. Yep. A few things. He's only fifty points. So he's easy to fit on teams. And as many he, clicks as AVX. He has, has great keywords, doesn't he, Drew? Yes. Avengers, Fantastic Four, Reporter, you know, that big reporter and scientist. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Fantastic Four is kind of sometimes hard to make good theme teams for and he was always a nice option because he's wild card. That's another thing that really adds to his value. For 50 points, a wild card with these powers is really good. Um, and having those keywords and that cheap point option and the wild card really makes him easy to fit on different teams. And then he has a six range you know, option when you need it, but mostly he's close combat. This guy, is a, he is annoyance and he's tie-up. And on top of that, when he moves in... And he's tight. He's got super senses. He's got wild card on the mystics or scrolls or whatever to make him super annoying and make him tie up while the rest of your guys are running around. But he also has a three damage, which is not bad for a fifty point piece. Indeed. And he has a special um, attack power that's really good too. He can use flurry if he makes two successful attacks against the same target using flurry instead of dealing damage with the second attack. 
He can instead give an action token if it had zero or one action tokens. And that's an option. So in yep. the situation, it you can hit for three and then hit again and decide, do I want to make them take another three? Did they suddenly get impervious? Okay, let's give them an, an action token. That's sick. Did they just loot? Did they? Did I just hit them and now they're on willpower? Okay, let's do the three damage. So it gives you an option of damage or action tokens. If you didn't buy the Spider-Man booster or the uh, AVX starter, and you're you're coming back from the game, you weren't a big fan of AVX or something. This is your Spider-Man. This is a very good Spider-Man, and. Uh, did you mention his deceptively long range? Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. six range for a Spidey is nice. He's but got the option. When we started out, if I had a dollar for every time you played this damn Spider-Man... Oh, I played him so... I, I he can't was so count, annoying. I can't count how many times I've played He's him. I mean, like, nine, nine movement leap climb. It's just like, I'd be sitting there minding my own business and... Hub-a-dub-a-dub, here comes Spider-Man on his freaking lamppost that he drags with him everywhere for some damn reason. If you want a really nice, finessey Spider-Man, this is your guy. That's what I was going to say. When you look at his values, he actually doesn't seem that intimidating or that good. But when you play him... And you try to hit the bastard. And you play him well, he really is a good piece. Mm-hmm. Now, we're kind of spoiled by today's standards because Power Creep has made yeah. a lot of figures that are almost that are as good or, or better like than I this said, guy. Like I said, one day I'm going to write an entire article on how we're spoiled by move and attack. <laughs> and just, but back in the day before everybody had move and attack, this Spidey was really good. Yeah. So that's a that's a good choice. I definitely approve, Mister Drew Allison, and old lamp post Spidey. Let's uh, do a real quick what we played since we haven't done what we played for a little while. Um, Wednesday's event was AVX. I want zero and three. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it was five hundred points. You had to use one starter, and then again you had to play either Avengers or you had to play X Men. We did see a lot of Nick Fury, which I expected to see, and that was cool. Um, we also saw... I was expecting to see a lot of Ant-Man defend teams. I did run into one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to try Hyperion Prime because I looked at the m- maps that we were going to be playing on and saw that they changed elevation a lot, both sides. So I picked two pieces that are really good for hitting and running on el- multiple elevations, and that's AVX Spidey and then King, or, uh, Prime Hyperion. So I ran those two and then two supporters with Victoria Hand and Donald Blake and then the Phoenix Force. And to have a backup plan for M10 Ironman, I did not put anything on Hyperion. So if they ran an M10 Ironman, I could one-shot him quite easily. And now that if you guys aren't aware, we have super um, heavies and super lights available to us from the starter kit. So I brought two super heavies for Hyperion and Spider-Man. And uh, boy, that was nice. Having that extra one damage... If I had a perplex, I can now definitely throw it on attack instead of Basically, damage. they might as well have just said that every super strength character in the game got plus one damage. Well, they still have to be more than 100 points. Oh, they do? Okay, yeah. so that's good at least. They still have to be 100 points or more, and they can't be TK'd. Um, they take four damage to destroy, yada, yada, yada. But uh, first game, so the running that piece, the one piece that I didn't want to run up against... I had a plan for M10 Iron Man. I didn't want to go against AVX Scarlet Witch, who could take away Power Cosmic. So, for the match stars, I'm looking around at everybody's teams. I'm like, okay, there's about four Scarlet Witch teams here. All three of my goddamn opponents had Scarlet Witch. Just it's okay. So, yeah. Yep, happened to me too. So, 
I would tell you how Hyperion Prime plays, but I honestly couldn't tell you since he didn't have willpower on an almost 300-point piece and could be outwitted on a 300-point piece. So I can't really tell you how he plays. Um, he did do pretty well for being... A piece for of not having um, willpower. <laughs> a 300-point brick. Because I did have Donald to heal him up. He does have 11 clicks, which is very nice. But he only has hypersonic top dial until he uh, gains it again a little later mid-dial. But it was nice having that really deep dial and then having Donald Blake. Mm-hmm. Same with Spidey. Um, Spidey breaks away automatically, so you can rush Spidey in, get a hit or two in. Austin knows all about that. So that was the game plan. I was like, I'm going to hit this map. I'm going to flip on the white side that nobody wants to play on. And Hyperion and Spidey are just going to run up down elevations and people will take forever catching up with them. No, never hit map. Ran into a Scarlet Witch every time. Still almost went undefeated, but last game I went up against an Ant-Man defend ball. With a War Machine Prime. And I just couldn't hit it. I just couldn't hit the rolls I needed to hit. And uh, and so I went 2-1. and one. Um... Like I said, Nick Fury is pretty cool. Ran up against him first round, and he gets to place the opponent's object. <laughs> no so, ultra heavy for you, So son. TJ put my ultra heavies over in the corner of the map on his side, and it took me forever to get up to them to get to get to him. He has a great dial, too. That Nick Fury is, is something oh, yeah. else. We yeah. talked about him when we did the review, and we said he was good. He really is great for his points. And another one that we ran into at AVX that dug out a lot was the Black Widow, and she also I hate her so much. She's also very good, so God. especially with the new theme team rules. Yeah, both of those pieces are great. I will note that um, Wednesday I noticed it the most though. The number of theme team probs you now get is awesome. Like, really, yeah. my team didn't have much prob, and it really got me out of some sticky situations having that extra ah. those extra probs. So that got a sticky situation. Awesome. What were you running? I decided to be the ultimate douchebag and run the Professor Xavier that was given out this month. Um, Xavier is ridiculous. We talked about him when he like first showed up with his dial and everything, and we knew he was going to be problematic, quote unquote. Um, but he just he shut down everybody. Um, I ran him Emma Frost at 100 from AVX, which I I love her at 100 points, dude. She is really good at 100. Um, dagger from ASM, which I love that dagger to death. And uh, Dark Phoenix at 100. And uh, M10 Storm, the unpromoted version. Um, and I ran them all with the Phoenix Force with uh, four frags. Now, the way I set it up was I gave Professor X the RCE frag, Cyclops' fragment. I gave Dagger Invol with Colossus' fragment. I gave Emma Frost um, her own with TK. And then I gave Dark Phoenix the um, TA ones. Now, the reason Dark Phoenix had the TA ones was because she doesn't have X-Men, mm-hmm. and I needed to be able to heal her up past that stop click even one click. And that really did come in handy a lot. I annoyed a lot of opponents with that, where they, they would blast her one turn, hit the stop click. Next turn, they'd be ready to go again, and I would have healed her one, and she was going to hit the stop click. Again. What's stupid about that is you heal the rest of the team, too. Oh, yeah. Every time that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's if she takes damage after she while she's on that click. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so she has to technically die. Gotcha. Um, I wish. That would have been retarded. Um, basically, the team plan was to move Xavier up and to inconvenience my opponents in the greatest way possible. And that was anyone within eight square, anyone within his range has to take double power actions instead of power actions. So if their team didn't have much willpower, they had so much trouble getting in on me and getting where they needed. But it also gave me a huge pacing advantage. 
and Dark Phoenix feeds off of good pacing advantage. Like, she's just running around at far range, picking off people. They're taking so many tokens to move up and base her or to get nearer. And then her clicks she drops on um, at 100 points are all pretty steady. I mean, like, she's got good pulse wave clicks. She's got a hypersonic on one of them, which she with always... With great up on. values. 11, yeah. 11, 17, and 4. With yeah, um, I double... For 100 points. I X-Mender up to that click from the stop click one game, and I just kept running up and down elevated and just smacking people while they're taking double power actions to even get up near me. Um, Dagger did a lot of good work, too, in combo with that stop click, because Dagger can deal one penetrating to someone to heal an adjacent character one. Mm-hmm. So I would pop somebody for one, because all my opponents put the Colossus Shard back on the Phoenix Force to give everyone invul. So I was glad I had a good team with high damage values and a lot of uh, a lot of outwit between Xavier, Dark Phoenix, and whatever I got off of the Phoenix Force. Um, and I would, well, I would use um, Dagger to pop them for one and just slowly work them down their dial while healing my own pieces back up. Xavier, of course, is making them push when they shouldn't have to. Um, I'm outwitting Indom off their pieces to try to make Xavier more annoying. <laughs> was that like 15 chips layered at once? Oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry that was so loud. <laughs> He's like trying to stealth eat over here. They're just like, oh, John. Um, between Dark Phoenix, Emma Frost, and Dagger, um, Xavier always had at least two mastermind targets. So my opponent would have to hit me with penetrating damage. Or hit me for more than four to even get any damage to Xavier. And that's if he didn't hit his shape change, which I never really pushed him. So he almost always had it. Um, Then Emma Frost did a lot of damage. I kind of kept her back with Xavier. And when they would approach Xavier, I would charge down with her and blast somebody. Because the Phoenix Force gives flying, which she doesn't normally have. Which turns her kind of mediocre movement a lot more potent. So... Um, she has her damage pa- this is where it got people her defense power is imperv exploit shape change and a lot of people see her die and they're like oh she has a wit and a defense power she probably doesn't have exploit or they just don't think about it at the time even if they know what it does and so she would come out of nowhere and smack someone for 3-4 exploit damage um, and another thing that I played on and uh, we talked about a bit today and I'm sure we'll talk about more when we get into today's games is choosing whether to leave a shard back on the Phoenix Force is a huge deal because if you don't, the starting click of fi- the starting click set of five is very powerful. One click in, it gives you ESD plus one attack, force blast, and perplex. So stupid. So what I would do is I would target a weak character and get them off the board as fast as possible mm-hmm. to try to get on that perplex because when you have four perplexers and a little web like that. It's ridiculous, and ESD protected me a lot of times. And plus one attack. Four, four or five perplexers all having plus one attack is just goddamn ridiculous. It was, it was awesome. And then on top of that, the next click is sidestep outwit plus one defense. And then past there, clicks four and five are both invincible clicks. So it was really easy to work my way down dial um, to just pick off weaker characters and kind of like... You kind of like pad their top character. You hit them for like four or five and let them kind of straggle. And while they're like that, you're picking off weaker characters um, and just turning that dial like mad. And once you hit that final click, like there, it's so hard for an opponent to come back from that. Mm-hmm. When you have Invincible, Pulse Wave, plus one to all combat values, and prob on four characters, um, it was stupid. 
Um, if you leave a fragment back, the second click set of five isn't bad. It gets a flurry blades click and stuff like that. But I just much prefer the top set of five. If it's a lot more usable across the group of characters. Yeah. Whereas the second one is way more geared towards melee. I do too. One thing to add to our AVX advice. Since, as Austin said, most people are going to hang the uh, Colossus shard on the base so everybody gets it. Make sure your team has penetrating damage. Make oh, sure yeah. you have a, at least two people who have psychic blast or exploit. Make sure you have a couple outwitters or you have some really heavy four or five damage hitters, so that you can, excuse me, can consistently get through. Yeah, it was honestly there were times where my pieces were like down dial or in bad positions that it really did start kind of screwing me over a little bit where I couldn't get through that Colossus shard or my damage output wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, and actually the Colossus Shard caused the biggest problem to my last piece, which was that Storm. That Storm is a monster. I'm just going to say for her point cost, she is a great piece to just sit back on an object, and she's basically a turret. She's throwing a shot out with RCE for... She's like a 10-3 with RCE at like 8 range. She's sitting back and popping people. Um, with the Colossus Shard... With stealth, too. Yeah, with stealth. So you set her on an object or whatever, and you just use her to pop people. She's the best... Storm, point efficient storm in the game. When we did our uh, our theme team Marvel theme team episode, I put her on the X Men must have. Cause yeah, she's... I've played her so many times, and every time she does more damage. My two hundred point main attacker, the fifty nine point storm, always ends up doing more damage. Than yeah, and then the she has team. a high chance to promote into one that has Pinsai. Yeah, and leadership and like special, all kinds of special stuff. Yeah, I mean, like she was a great piece. I actually did a lot of damage with her, even with the Colossus shard on. Um, I would basically go either 1-1 one, one, or both to attack just to try to get a token on. And she would just sit and pop people. Like It was a great piece. I, I'm definitely going to start playing her more. I didn't really think... like I, I knew about her, but I never really thought about her when I'm building my teams. But um, she's definitely on my radar for future X-Men games. Trister, you don't want to talk about... <laughs> you don't have to be. I didn't have a oh, good yeah, time. Oh yeah, I went 3-0. Yeah, of course you did. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I think about Drew's score, maybe you remember I went 3 0. Yeah, I went 0 3. Anyway, it was a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It's okay, Drew's I went 0 3 in the last one. What'd you run today then, Drew? So I was getting ready, and I had to go take my car to go get this thing done, so I didn't have a team ready because I was too worried about this. I was like, alright, I'm just going to pick random pieces and play it. It was an event where we had to uh, confide in a certain set of keywords, so I went with Legion and Doom. And I played uh, Solomon Grundy from the Fast Forces, um, Bizarro from Bizarro. <laughs> Legend of Bizarro. Legend of piece of shit Bizarro. The main set Bizarro. The absolutely bonkers one. I just want to say that, uh, that piece needs to die in a fire already. I'm. We already called it. He's gonna get watchlisted. They're gonna fix it where he can't heal because it's not. I've you, had. You play. shouldn't be able to heal him. He's already stupid enough. It's dumb. He's already dominating ROC. I fucking told you this a long time ago. They're gonna watchlist him and he won't be able to heal. He's that good. Main set black mana. He's stupid. Is uh, he's pretty good. I like main yeah, set. I like, black. I like when I was playing against you with him. Like he was really good. And uh, Giganta, who I never really got a chance to do anything with because everyone went after her first. 
I wanted to turn my Phoenix Force. It's not my fault. She's she's great. She, everyone just hated her, I guess. She's um, also an easy target. Would be in Giant. Yeah, she's a big old bitch. <laughs> anyway, I went two and one. Uh, first two rounds were uh, against Austin. I played Austin. It was a close game. I played. Uh, Jake, which was also a close game, so I had really close games. Did me, you, Hunter, and Jake like just play each other? It seems like pretty much. Because <laughs> I only got to play two rounds. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, my third game was against Harry, and Harry was playing main set Solomon Grundy and main set Bizarro, and you can imagine how well that went. Not very. He had main set Bizarro with ten tokens. Harry, I know you're listening. You're a horrible person. Solomon Grundy from the main set. And fucking Book of the Skulls. Guess who got Angrier Hammer? I don't know, Drew, who got it on your team. Actually, either one of those would be yes. retarded <laughs> with Angrier's Hammer. So. They're both good choices. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was bizarro. Guy never dies. And the one time I did die, it was because his guy who never died... Punched my guy who never died until he died. <laughs> so, I really don't like that piece, honestly. He's fun to play because you feel like an asshole. You're like, there's no way they can kill me. What a, I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> like, if I game against Drew freaking, I have Black Adam out back there holding the heavy, and I'm like, Bizarro's my only target, and I don't want to <laughs> hit him with a heavy. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. frustrating. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> I played, um... The event was villains, so I made a huge list of keywords. It was like 30 different bad guy kind of keywords, and you had to play theme team of one of them. And I did uh, Gotham City Underworld, because I wanted to try the new... Mainly because I wanted to try the new Joker from uh, Arkham Origins. And sadly, I didn't... I only got to... I had to sit out the first round for a buy. I only got to play two two uh, rounds with him. I only went three and oh. So I'm kind of bummed because I really wanted to try his trait. He has traded poison. If he has KO'd an opposing character, the poison is penetrating. And then he also has smoke cloud, and when he uses poison, he can use it adjacent to his smoke cloud. So that's what I was trying to do, yeah. was kill somebody and then trigger the the smoke cloud poison thing. So I was giving him Graythos, so because he, he has stealth, and then sitting him above everybody, and then looking down, shooting out smoke cloud wherever it needs to go, or taking a shot, or whatever. Since he had stealth, he didn't really have to worry about it. And that was what I was doing with him. He's a calculator, so he can copy the other team abilities I had. I also ran Joker Sergeant, which is a really fun piece. I like that piece. Um, who has a lot of great team abilities, too. He has Police, Batman Enemy, and Underworld. Not to mention he's one of the few Underworlds that has Pinsa. And he ha- he's one of the very... Yeah, exactly. That's why I ran him. And also because of his cool trait. Friendly characters that possess Underworld adjacent to him can also use Shape Change and Police. Ooh. So he has three good... Uh, things for joke for my main Joker to copy, and he can give other people other stuff. And then I ran Black Mask, who I also wanted to try from Arkham Origins. Yep. And then two of the SOG false facers on the poison clicks with them to turn the book faster, because the book doesn't care if the damage from attack. So anytime they dealt poison, they got to spend the book. And also because I needed more people so I could equip double hammers on people. 
And then I'm forgetting one person. Oh, Selena Kyle. I freaking love Selena Kyle. She was so good. Selena Kyle, okay, when Selena Kyle first came out, like I was like, Shape Change and Super Senses, Leap Climb, Indom, Traded Stealth, that's pretty good. Oh, this still in Relics thing? Oh, that's kind of cool, but whoever plays Relics. Who plays Relics? Then the Book of the Skull came out. Then the Power Plant came out. And then Phoenix Force came out. And now Selena Kyle is a fucking stud. Yeah. Because they're... Stud? <laughs> she's a... Sexy. She's Fox. a... Sexy kitty. She's a... Billy, I guess? I don't know. Uh, she's a sexy bitch. What she is. Batman, Common Prime, Selena Kyle. She starts off with a leap climb at 18 super senses and a three shape change with Indom. Traded stealth and traded. Give her a free action when she's adjacent to a character with a relic on their character card. You may roll a d6 that can't be re-rolled. If the result is one of the numbers required to pick it up, place that relic on Selena's character card. That's on top of the hammers that I already have given her. She is not limited to rolling once per game. Now, now these days, we know the that rules just changed. Rotted, yeah. Well, it doesn't need to be eroded. It's just she could do it. She's a hipster. She could do this she, way before everybody she's else. She's a hipster. She did it way before it was cool to roll multiple times per game for a relic. So, first game, uh, I went up and I took Firefly's Range Combat Expert Fragment away. And then I was going to go take away um, the Invul fragment from Deadshot, but I ended up killing him. Selena Kyle with RC and three range is hilarious to me. And then, well, it was more about taking the poison away from them and taking their, it's more about taking, it's more about neutering the other person. Um, Against me, you took Cheetah's fragment. Against Austin, I did take the Invul fragment, which was awesome because I was having trouble hitting Cheetah and now it gives Selena Invul. For Cheetah to have to deal with. So it was really cool. I just... I loved it. I'm definitely going to play her more. Strictly for that. Strictly for trying to steal people's hammers and... She's great. And uh, power plant rings and, and Phoenix Force fragments and stuff. And then, especially with Book of Skull giving her charge. Because if you look at her dial, she has some flurry. And she has... Usually has three damage or two plus a perplex. Or fl- flurry blades. So having the charge and the extra attack was really nice. I liked her a lot. Against the power play, she's going to be a monster because she freaking... uh, It's a 4-6 to to pick up those. It's going to be a (laughs) 50-50. I'll be jacking rings. I'll have free action smoke cloud, matter rear ranger, and all kinds of crazy shit all on top of whatever else I give her. Her with split lip... Inside energy explosion at 3 range. Given her... uh, Especially if I had split lip on my book team with her, where she'll have a plus one when trying to pick those up too. She'll basically oh, I always. Didn't even think about that. And it's a free action. I can do it at any time. I can charge you, hit you, yep. then roll and have like a sixty-six percent chance to steal your ring. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Um, and the cool thing is, even if you kill her and I drop that ring, now you ha- now you have lost it and you have to worry about trying to go over and pick it up. And know? then if you pick it up, it's a normal relic. It's no longer part of your resources. Correct. Isn't it? Um, that I don't know. She creates a lot of stupid rules questions. In fact, there was one I met, it came up today, like, I stole Jake's Phoenix Force Fragment. Well, then whenever that character dies, does he still turn his thing for it? Because it says, the characters when a character assigned a Phoenix Force Fragment, it is assigned to the Phoenix Force, but it's not assigned a Fragment. So, do I turn it or do I not? I'll is have to being look it assigned up. it and having it on the card two different things? That's why I'm saying I don't know. So, to the rules, for Well, I let him do it because 
like I said, when it's a judge thing and it comes up in my game, I always that just the, seems like a really weird question. Yeah, to with. I always give the other guy that I'm playing against. You know, the, I don't know if the rules are. They're going to the ruling. So, anyways, I'll be looking that up this week. So that was a fun team. Um, Joker, I don't know that he's quite worth his 140 points because he also doesn't have Indom. The wild card's nice, but the rest of the dial and the rest of the dial is pretty solid. But I don't think there's a, there's better jokers for the point cost, particularly the Batman Gravity Feet Joker. I still think is one of the better modern age ones we have, number two hundred seven. But um, he was fun. Black Mask is really good if you're going to run Gotham City Underworld or Arkham Asylum or something like that. The False Facers are good for their great for their points, and like I said, Selena Kyle was a beast too. Austin was running Society. Who else yep. was on your squad? Um, it's been a while since I pulled out that Lex Luthor from... Uh, D10. D10. That's what I thought. Um, from D10, he's a good piece. I wanted to try him out tonight. Um, and I, lo- I love my uh, my Society teams. I've played a bunch of good ones in the past. And some of my favorite figures are Society pieces. Now, the big problem was this was a 500-point event. And most of the society figures run, like, 150 points. Yeah, they're expensive. So I went with Lex Luthor um, at 160 from D10. Um, Black Adam from Superman at 100. And, um... Oh, gosh, dang it. I forgot. Cheetah. Uh, or Gentleman che- Ghost and Cheetah. Cheetah Prime. Yeah, Cheetah Prime. Now, the Cheetah Prime's the one I've been eyeing and I've really wanted to try out because she looks really good. She is really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, after I got to play in her today, she was definitely a star player at her points. Um, I ran the Phoenix Force resource on all of them. I gave Lex ranged combat expert. I gave uh, Black Adam all the team abilities. I gave uh, um, Gentleman Ghost TK. And I gave uh, uh, Cheetah Invol. Cheetah has traded combat reflexes. Giving her Invol as well was a bit ridiculous. My opponents had so many issues hitting her through her shape change and combat reflexes, and then once they did hit her, it was for, like, one damage. And since she has it traded, of course, she has combat reflexes the whole damn dial. Um, the I kept it on... Of course, since I had all the frags assigned, I was on top dial only, and my goal was to pick off weaker figures once again to try to get rolling. Um, having four perplexes, which I did every single game at least at one point, was ridiculous and gave me so many options with these pieces. Because Lex does the thing where if he teleports half his movement speed, he can shoot. Um, he has the boom tube thing. And then uh, um, Black Adam is a threat wherever he's at because he can double power action to charge the whole map and blast somebody. Um, that cheetah can do a full movement and then do a combat action when she ends it. And then Gentleman Ghost himself, of course, was a great outwit piece I could position wherever I needed him. And he himself had poison from the shards. Now, first round, my opponent decided to move a bunch of toys up on my pieces, and they all had poison. So I instantly turned the thing like three or four times. It was pretty bad. And then, uh, second round was against Drewster. Drewster decided Bizarro with Anger's Hammer would be fun. I murdered his Giganta as fast as possible, and Black Manta. And then Grundy and Bizarro gave me trouble, and Bizarro one by one picked down the rest of my team even with Mystics negating his healing. Um, it came down to Gentleman Ghost versus Bizarro, and I had freaking Pulse Wave plus two to everything and all this other jazz, and it still wasn't good enough to take him out. <laughs> so then after going 1-1 one, after going one, one, and still feeling pretty good because I scored a lot of points against Drew, I thought maybe I could be top of the two ones. Wonder who I'll go up against last round. And then I go up against Hunter. 
And Hunter's whole team had hammers, so I couldn't poison him. And then the pieces I wanted to kill off to try to advance the dial were really hard to get to, because we were playing Realm of Death, and it was just... meh. I like the team I played a lot. Um, their combat values are kind of lacking in modern age. Uh, Black Adam is kind of slipping a little bit. Um, his lack of indom really hurts him at 100. I definitely don't like him at 100, that's for sure. Um, I'd rather play him at 200 if I'm going to play him, or 300. Um, Lex Luthor's a little expensive at 160, um, but down dial he's still useful all the way through. That Cheetah is a godsend at her point cost, though. Um, that piece I will definitely be playing again in the future. This isn't the last time I'll be playing her. Yeah, she was frustrating to play against, man. And she set, she sets up a lot of threats because when your when your unit or when your piece can move eleven spaces and then attack, your opponent can't really avoid that. So you have to your opponent has to situationally move everything around and figure out how they're going to prepare for the inevitable attack. Um, and then Gentleman Ghost, of course, awesome as usual. I love that piece. Um, he provides a mystics to society teams to calculate her off of. And he himself is a great piece, especially when you give him TK like that. Um, I didn't get a good chance to use it today, really. I only played on one open map. But uh, I definitely, like, he's one of those pieces that, like, what's he running? Like, 30, 40 bucks, 50 bucks? Yeah. Gentleman Ghost? Um, you know, I'm not sure, but I'd say a lot of them have dropped so. forty, probably if I had to guess. But I'm I, not sure. if you really love society teams and you haven't picked one up, I definitely say gun for one. Especially uh, because, like you said, the myst- having the mystics with the- societies are usually calculators, so having mystics like that on a society keyword piece is huge. He fills a lot of good roles too. Like his long range phasing means I could phase him up, outwit something, and then boom, two blecks and blast somebody, and then run cheetah up and slash him to pieces. It was just, it was a great combo team. Um, I just fell short on some of my roles and some of my placement on stuff, but really like it. I definitely will play Society again, probably with Phoenix Force. Um, Let's move into Community, where we do have a best build announcement. Uh, Best build for April. I'll go ahead and give out the announcement. Now, I did already create a um, thread for this on reddit and hg realm some of you guys may have seen them already you're gonna make them build our avx month four teams no (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't be so opposed to that the event is winter soldier showdown oh boy this is an event that's themed around the winter soldier movie coming out this friday so we're going to be playing this event on saturday april 10th so the due date is um all teams on April 10th, we will be picking our teams, which will be Thursday. So you need to turn these in pretty much by Wednesday, April 9th. So that gives you 10, 10 or 11 days, so plenty of time to come up with the team. Um, here are the build rules. 400 points, Silver Age. All figures, relics, resources, maps, etc. must be from the Marvel Universe. All figures on your team must fit at least one of these limitations. They either have to have Hydra, Shield, or Avengers Initiative TAA. So any figure that has one of those team abilities is legal. Any figure that has one of these keywords is legal. Hydra, Shield, Avengers, plus Howling Commandos, and Spy. Now, I was thinking about this. That'll actually bring in a lot of scrolls, because almost every scroll has a Spy keyword. So Mm -hmm. scrolls will be in this too. Um, And then... On top of that, any figure that's in Captain America Winter Soldier, the set or the starter, 
is legal regardless of whether they have the team builder keyword. Someone better build me a Batrock team of so Batrock. So yeah, Batrocks is legal. Winter Soldier also, if you notice on his dials, he doesn't have any of those team abilities or keywords either. So he w- this makes him legal. Some of the other ones. So anything that's in the Winter Soldier set is immediately legal. Are you allowing the Horde tokens from that set? Um. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Give me a good KGB team, guys. There's some those KGB spies and stuff are awesome. Those medics are broken. They will they oh, will yeah. see meta they will see meta play. I can guarantee it right now. Um, but they're only in the mini game, so they're pretty much going to be all print and play because nobody's going to buy that damn mini game. <laughs> um, so that's your that's your best build. If you guys aren't familiar with that, you build a team based on those stipulations. You all you got to do is. Tell me what pieces you want, what map you want it played on. Give me a gist of, you know, what's the idea behind the team. Oh, he's going to copy this, and him and this figure are going to go do this. Just send, shoot us an email, clicks at gmail.com. If you want to look at all those um, details again on the build rules I just said, you can go to the HeroClix subreddit. Find our thread on there so you can see all this typed out and, and look at it and plan it, or you can go to HC Realms. And I'll have both of those linked on the podcast description. As far as dial design, we just did week two. And let me pull it up here. So this is the month that the um, members who are participating in the dial design this month are actually doing their own scores. So they send them to me. I conglomerate them all, give the average score out for each person, and then we go from there. This is the first time we've ever done that. The most people are okay with it. I have gotten a lot of people say they they're enjoying it doing this this once, but they d- definitely don't want to do it all the time. Um, and then we have a couple people saying they love it. They wish we always did it. So even though some people like it, as far as overall, most people have not liked. They prefer us to do their scores and not everybody else. It's okay. We miss you. So this will definitely be. This was just kind of a. a Change, you know, switching things up. Thing. This isn't a permanent, um, permanent thing. Week one top scores ended up going to Wolfman Swamp Thing Dial, which is really cool, and Battering Sandman Dial. And then the week two assignment, um, which is what people did this past week, was. Design a character that comes with an attachable slash detachable relic. Give the powers and descriptions for both the character and the relic. Examples, Emerald Empress, Infinity Gauntlet Runner, um, Made Spider-Man the Zombie. So we gave that one out. Aw, I kind of wish we'd have done that one when we were grading, because that sounds like a fun one. Well, you can still look at the dials. That's true. But I'm not grading them, and I'm not telling them who's better or not. <laughs> Top scores from that were Thor with Yarnborn Axe, which was really, that, that was a that great dial. Sweet. Um, Proton Torpedoes, who is a new, um, had never entered one before, um, was in the top three with a Hawkman. That was cool. And then Ken the Red's Lobo, which was a really cool uh, figure, too, that had the uh, the Gee. hook thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, got, he was uh, second that week. And then the assignment for the week that we just had. I said, design a dial that represents... Me and Drew talked about this. I kind of ironed it out. Design a dial that represents a comic-based character during their appearance in a movie or TV show. 
along with your submission, list the movie or show it's based on. So this was in me thinking of like doing a power that represents something that happened in the movie, yeah, you know, yeah. or something like that. Except we had a we've had a very wide array of submissions, <clears throat> like Superman. Kind of figured we'd see him from the Superman movies. Um, we had Blunt, Swagnito did Bluntman and Chronic, Chronic from Mallrats, oh which is awesome. Uh, David Hasselhoff, Nick Fury. Uh, do, 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 do. This I actually found really hilarious. Somebody said they should do a Chris Evans Human Torch that battle promotes into Chris Evans Cap. <laughs> um, Daredevil, Bluntman, there's Bluntman and Chronic. Arrow from the Arrow show, I definitely knew somebody was going to be doing that. We had a 1960s Batman uh, that didn't get made in the WizKids set. We have Clock King. And we had some other ones. So, you guys, um, as you know, (laughs) as you guys know, the um, dials are already past due for that. So, by now, you guys need to be starting to send me scores. You still have until the end of tomorrow, though, to send me those scores. So, by the end of tomorrow, get me your scores. I'll get those up, get the averaged out, and we'll see who our winner for March is. And we next week on the podcast, I will announce that, and uh, we'll even talk about your dial for the la- you know what you did for the last week. We'll announce the winner, talk about your dial, and then I will go ahead and give April's assignment out. And uh, like I said, we'll be going back to our regular, normal dial design stuff next week. And community question. Pull that up as well. Which Lantern Corps are you most interested in collecting in War of the Light? Now, I ask this because now we have the full list of the figures that are going to be in it. Drew and I talked about it last week. Kind of announced our, you know, or kind of announced the big ones that we weren't expecting. Oh, that's the episode I missed. Um, yeah. I'm very depressed now. You should listen to it. It's pretty. Uh, we talk. We you say talk a lot crap of, about me. Of no, course. we say a lot of great and we're things. Talking this guy up, weren't we, Drew? Yeah, we were like, man, Hoff Smith, what a great guy. He's I mean, the best guy I've ever met. Calling bullshit. <laughs> well, you'd be listen. smart to do that. Anyway, mine's definitely Red Lanterns. Yeah, I mean, and I expected everybody else to say Red Lanterns, but actually that's probably the least one that I saw people say. Me, it's yellow and red are the two I'm main torn, but I'm excited for orange, blue, and black as well. I'm really excited for all the White Lanterns. Uh, yeah. White Lantern Swamp thing. I know. I know. Trust me. If you would have been here, you would have known. Yes. God, we were so freaking hyped <laughs> when we saw that. Because that was the first time I had seen it. Oh, you didn't know it was yeah. on? Oh, when man. When I saw it, I was just like... Now I'm really sad. I'm I was sad. like speechless for a minute. It took me a minute to... It took a minute for it to hit me. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I was like, what? well, I'm going to have to sell my body. So, yeah. I Personally, I like the Red Lanterns a lot. I'm enjoying man. that book. And uh, the characters are hilarious. And also Ratchet and all our favorite freaking red lanterns are going to be in the set so that's awesome um and yellow too but uh i like how many figures they put in there just because they're all like they They knocked out every like they did need to be done it's just it's going to be such a bitch collecting those this is going to be so expensive if you want all those there was one thing though that i'm kind of said i missed last week just because i would have brought up was uh there is discussion about the fact that in slosh it seems that you get a common and uncommon prime in each brick correct people are wondering if that's going to carry over to war of the light since they're going to have multiple primes 
hopefully the distribution is not something. Hopefully Terrible. this, yeah. Hopefully, let be nice, whiz kids. You're already bleeding. Once, you you're bleeding us really bad on these sets. At least make the rarity schemes like not that difficult to obtain. The fact you're even putting multiple primes in here. Like, Meanwhile, Justin's yeah. here and swimming naked in the giant pile. There better right be now. like there better be like two primes and a brick. Seriously, like if that. That's minimum. There better be at least for there being two. that many primes. Yeah, if there's going to be this many primes, and not to mention you're throwing chases out there, young yes. fair bastards. This is ridiculous. The cha- at least the chases aren't ones that like. Although I kind of want them, they're not ones I Listen, feel like I have to own most of them. It's still a chase rarity. It's yeah, still going to be worth a lot of money, and it's going to be worth a lot more money. Listen, considering Drew, the- this is me in an OP event opening boosters. I know, and I'm going to be really upset. When I pull a chase every week. Yeah. I knew Austin was going to say his favorite OP event was going to yeah, be sealed. the sealed events. <laughs> hey, look, another super rare one. Oh, look, this one in the trash. look, what's this ASM? I pulled a chase. Oh, Fear Itself pulled an SR. Oh, hey, look, Wolverine the X-Men, a chase. Oh, Fear Itself, an SR. Remember that day? I It was Fear Itself. And I still had not pulled a fucking yeah. super rare. And it was like, I was on like booster 14 or 15 <laughs> at that point, and I opened both my boosters, it was Sphere itself and Wolverine, I opened both of them, I got, the big, the best thing I got in the Wolverine was just a regular rare, and I got nothing higher than a rare in the Sphere itself, <laughs> I was like, well, there goes fucking $20 wasted, Austin pops a super rare from his Sphere itself booster in a fucking chase from Emma I pulled from, up. It was yeah, it was Emma <laughs> from his fucking Wolverine. And then I, I pulled an anger and Emma. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna stab God. this guy. Fucking <laughs> and the whole way home, you were silent, and wouldn't talk to me. I was like, <laughs> like it was my fault. I was so frustrated. It's it, it was beautiful. It defied math. That I was not pulling a super. I like to believe that maybe I wasn't supposed to be born, but I pulled all the luck from everyone in my family so I would be and bypass all You're of them. You're terrible. It. So my entire life I've had their luck. Alright, that's going to do it for us today. Um, as I said, you have ten days to get those best build uh, uh, teams to us. Send them to our email uh, dial atrioheroclicks at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Same thing, dial atrioheroclicks. Um, that's where we post community questions so everybody can chime in. Sometimes we kind of sit and discuss things on there with the, with the, you guys and with each other. And, uh, you guys can also send us PMs. Ask us questions you want brought up on the show. Sometimes people send me, um, rules questions and stuff like that too. That's perfectly fine. I'll help you as much as I can. And, uh, yeah, so... Send us any questions, um, anything you want to promote it, as long as it's an, an event, not like selling something, but any events you want promoted that are, especially if they're nearby us, let us know. Send us a PM or something. Send us compliments. Yep. So just anything you want. <laughs> that Hunter guy sure is sexy through the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's common knowledge at this point. You know everybody's, everybody's got that Instagram. I see pictures of sexy Drew Alderson. Yes, you can find my pictures on Instagram. <laughs> we'll see you guys the next week. The saucy ones for website registration. You got to click the uh, eighteen and older banner before <laughs> you right. get through those pictures. Eight, uh, dial age VIP. <laughs> Later. Pre- submit your credit card information now. <laughs>